Hi, I'm Christelle, founder and creator of She Financial Coaching. This is an initiative I've put together to bring a positive in financial awareness to everyday subjects that just aren't discussed enough. I want to normalize real financial challenges that happen in everyday life. I'm bringing you my 16 years working in corporate finance and putting all of my experience together to create realistic programs to lead, motivate and inspire women of all financial backgrounds. If you're ready to learn some financial life skills and create a healthy relationship with money, you're in the right place. Thank you so much for stopping by. Let's go see what our topic of conversation is today. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're actually going to be talking about setting realistic financial goals. This subject is by far the most requested that I've had on my platform. And I've been doing this now for going on 18 months within the financial coaching realm. And I think COVID played a really big part because in the year that was, that 2020 year that was, we all learned that no matter what our goal is, that it can be taken away from us. No matter how hard we've worked for that goal, something can change out of our control. So a lot of the time with my clients and what I've been working with them on in November, December, and now moving into January is to be prepared. And there is actually a method that I use in my senior management platform. So for those that may not be aware, I've worked in finance for 16 years in a senior management position of an acquisitions company. And I have a lot of people that will say, Christelle, I want to work with you. How do I get on your team? And, you know, I want to be a leader. How do I get there? And I actually created this, this process and I use it very, very relatively in my financial coaching as well. It's a process that isn't just for, you know, financial goals setting it can be for setting goals in any area that that you may like to apply it to so I'm going to introduce you to that today and in the finance world commonly when we are facilitating a lot of people will use the smart method the smart method if you google setting financial goals it's going to come up I, I guarantee you nine times out of ten you're going to see it somewhere that it is promoted as the SMART method. Now, if you've worked with me either professionally or one-on-one as a coaching, as a client of mine, or you just know me personally, you will know that I always do things differently. I don't do anything that may have been done before in the same exact way. I like to facilitate in my own style, in my own way. And after all, that's what makes us an individual. That's what makes us that vibe. That's what that's what creates that vibe, right? So The start method is what I use, not the smart, to each to their own and all of the professions that I work alongside or even people I work in networking in the same field itself, to each to their own, I say. But the start method is a method that I've actually used for many, many years and carrying it forward into setting realistic financial goals. So I'm going to take you through exactly what that method is. And before I do that, I would really like to say that as always within my my content, my position is to facilitate content that's digestible. The content that I aim to facilitate, you do not need a degree to understand. It's everyday, plain, simple terms that are easy digested so that you can take it into your own financial space. Okay. So when I'm working with you one-on-one, we go into your financial space. We are looking at your financial position. We are looking when I'm facilitating to content that is adaptable to you. 
But when I am doing a workshop, when I am doing public speaking, when I'm doing a podcast or when I'm just promoting content on social media, that's in general terms. So something that I promote or speak about may not actually resonate with you. It it may not ring home, but please don't just throw it out or discourage it because when we actually do it in a one-on-one forum and we go into your financial space, it absolutely becomes really applicable because we're talking about you, your financial space and your financial goals. All right. So if you're listening to this, keep an open mind always breathe, stay calm. And a couple of things when we're setting financial goals that I like to remind my clients about, and that is that your plan doesn't have to be perfect. Okay. This is not something that you're being assessed upon that, you know, your plan and your goal, what you're actually setting in place, it doesn't have to be perfect. But the fact that you've created a plan or you've set a goal, that's amazing. Okay. So remember that. I also like to let my clients know that the only opponent in their challenge is themselves. So therefore, you're always going to be the winner. Again, ladies, tell yourself that. You are the winner because you're your only opponent. Okay? It's really important for us that if we are going to create some financial goals, that we ensure that we're going to win. Okay, and the only opponent is yourself. You're setting the goals yourself. Therefore, you know the disciplinary measures and you're always going to win. Before you go into setting your goals, I like to bring my clients into a space where I call it a goal-directed behavior. If you are in that mindset and you're in a goal-directed behavior, you know where you are, where you want to be, what it's going to take to get there. You know the measurables, you know there might be challenges, but you're prepared. You can overcome them. You're already in that goal-directed behavior. And once you're in that mindset, you're ready. Let's go get those goals started. So using the start method to break it down, it reflects the following. Size and set, track and time, Achievement, accountability, reflect, reassure, and trust the transformation. Okay, I'm going to go and break down those now. And when I'm using the example of setting financial goals, I always refer back to the example of saving for a home loan. So throughout these, I'm, I might throw some examples out there and I'll be using that particular um, example in itself. Okay, so Let's have a look at phase one, which is size and set. When you're ready to start your financial journey and you're looking at your goals, the most important thing is to understand the size of the goal that you're setting, because that's going to determine, is this a short-term or a long-term goal? Is there something that I need to do beforehand to get to the bigger goal itself? If you have any challenges What are the size of those challenges? What is the timeline? Could it affect me in any way, shape or form? We're having a look, ladies, at the size of the goal that you're setting. We move into track and time and you must track every movement. When you are doing financial goals, you have to track your movements 
because you need to be able to go back and have a look. Are there any patterns forming? I really see this a lot. And that is I will work with somebody and we will go through the financial goal setting program. Three months later, they'll come back and say it's working for them. They're going really well. I'll reach out to them and say, let's let, let's check back in another three months time. And then at the six month stage, they'll say things are starting to fall apart. Things are, things are not going. The wheels are not in motion at the moment. And I'll say, okay, well, let's go back and have a look at your tracking. Are there any patterns? Has something happened unexpectedly that maybe that you didn't account for when you were actually looking at the size of the goal that you were setting in itself? So tracking is really important and the timing of it as well. Not just the time of how long it's going to take you to get to the goal, but also the timing of what's involved. So with that, I mean your income frequency. If you have a goal in mind, let's use a really simplistic one. We want to save $10,000 for every 12 months because within the next three years, you want to have a certain amount of money to be able to put towards a home loan deposit. So you know at the end of this year, your goal is to save $10,000. But realistically, does your income frequency allow for you to put that money aside to be on track for 12 months? Or do you have other liabilities that every pay period have to be paid? Because there's no point in setting that you're going to save X amount of dollars a month if you're already existing liabilities, the expenses and the non-negotiables that you have that you have to pay every pay cycle. If they can't be adjusted, you have to pay them first. There's no point in saying, I'm going to save X amount of dollars a month because I want to have this within 12 months if you're not in a position to actually save that every month. It creates financial pressure. And once you start getting into those, as I discussed in my last episode, those debt shame emotions, those triggers, that's where the wheels start to fall off. We want to remain empowered. We want to remain in control. So it's really important to look at the timing The achievement and the accountability, very powerful words. You need to celebrate your achievements, acknowledge them, celebrate them, write them down in your tracking. If you get to something and you go, you know what? I achieved that. That went well. Celebrate it. Even if it's just the first month and you delegated and things went to plan, that's your achievement and celebrate it. Note it down so that later on, if things start becoming a bit challenging, you can always reflect back and have a look and have a look at what you achieved to re-encourage yourself. It's really, really important. Accountabilities I touched on a little bit in the timing, but there's so many different accountabilities, ladies, but we need to be accountable, okay? We need to set those those disciplines. We need to set those boundaries and we need to be accountable for them. If you have that goal and you know what it's taking to get to that goal, you have to be accountable along the way. I've seen it so many times. Honestly, ladies, I have honestly seen this example so many times. Again, going back to the home loan scenario where somebody has worked two years and they've been disciplined, they've been consistent, they have saved a considerable amount of money, but they didn't do the necessary before work when they set that goal in into play to understand the full measures of what that goal entailed. They got to the discussion with the home loan lender and no matter what they presented to them, they had that deposit 
it was a no. And it was a no because they had credit debt. They had debt on their credit files when they did their, their analysis on their consumer credit report that it came back negative. Being accountable at that stage, if things like that happen, you have to own it. You have to be accountable. Yep, that's exactly, I know what that's about. Two years ago, this is what happened. Own it. Be accountable for it because the lender is going to say, all right, well, they're aware of it. What can you show me that you fixed that problem? I've paid it off. Here's my account finalization letter. I'll be concluding my debt repayments on that within the next six months. They might say to you, we're not going to lend to you until you can actually support that's been paid. But at least you've held yourself accountable. They can see that and they can see you have a plan and it's not a no. But so many times I've seen people come to me and say, I've worked so hard. I've been so consistent. I've actually got so much money saved. And they still said no. We want to move into reflect and reassure. Again, reflecting on the stages. Each stage you go through, reflect on it. How did you do? Celebrate your achievements. Have a look at those. Reflect back. And also reflect on the goal ahead. Okay, this is where I am. How much longer and what else do I need to do? Are there any challenges that may come up? Reflect and have a look at how you got through if those challenges have already arisen. How did you get through them? And carry it forward. Reflection is is amazing. And if things don't always go to plan, you need to reflect on what's happened and make some adjustments where or if required. Reassure yourself. Always reassure yourself. Why did you set these goals? You had a reason. Go back to the first one. Have a look at the size and the set. Go back and look at what you wrote down under size and set and reassure yourself of the bigger picture. Why are you doing this? The hard work, the dedication, go back into that goal-directed behavior. When you're reassuring yourself, bring yourself back to that goal-directed behavior where you're motivated, you're inspired. And that allows you to continue building. The most important one is trust the transformation. You have to trust the transformation because financial confidence is so empowering. You don't have to have copious amounts of money in the bank. You don't have to have investment properties. You don't have to own your car outright just to feel financially empowered. Not at all. My whole message is to facilitate positive financial literacy, to bring awareness to different financially focused subjects. Ladies, feeling financially empowered is knowing your financial position, understanding your money movements and being in control of them. So trust the transformation. There's a reason you set that goal. There's a reason that you've been tracking it and you've been reflecting and you've celebrated your achievements and you've been accountable where you had to be. You have to trust the transformation, ladies. And whilst it's not in the START acronym itself, there's that end line. But once you get through the START method, your goal is either about to be met or you can rest assured you're on your way. But as I said, it's always, always imperative to be prepared. We can set the goal, but without the preparation and out, without the understanding behind the goal, Many, many times I've seen it where people will set a goal without understanding the background of that goal 
And then when it doesn't come to fruition, we get deflated and we fall straight back into that debt shame and we have those negative financial emotions, those triggers come about. And remember, financial empowerment is about overcoming those sort of triggers. It's about moving forward. And if something arises, that you can handle it. And as I mentioned previously, that with using the start method, you might be sitting there thinking, this is awesome. I want to use this. But Christelle, how the heck do I start? No pun intended, but <laughs> how do I start? I want to use start. Where do I start? If, if you're at that position and you're not really sure about how to work it into your financial environments, that's where we need to look, have a look at working together because a lot of the times it's about understanding the behind the scenes because everybody has financial goals. Everybody has their own individual goals and so we should. And how you get there, that's your prerogative. That How you overcome challenges, those hurdles, those milestones, whatever it may be from start to finish, if you get there, well done. But if you're unsure about how to look at the behind the scenes part of your goal, please reach out. I'd love to connect with you and learn more about your financial goals and talking about them in a one-on-one scenario. So as I mentioned, when you're working with me, we're working one-on-one in your financial space. We're talking about your financial position. We're talking about those financial goals that you may be setting out to aspire to. And we're talking about some challenges that may arise or some direction that is a really good idea for you to take on board. And you take away from our sessions and you start putting that into practice. And that, ladies, is where financial confidence comes in when you're setting your own financial goals, and creating your own financial choices. That is financial empowerment. And that's exactly what my message is. If you'd like to connect with me, you're welcome to leave a comment below. You can head on over also to Instagram at She Financial Coaching. Reach out to me, say hi, learn how we can connect a little bit more closely about discussing your own financial position. And if you'd like to know more information, you can drop a question over there and we can um, organize a call or an email, whatever is your preferred method of contact. For now, thank you so much for tuning in. As I always say, ladies, who is she? She is you. Just before we wrap up, ladies, I want to give a gentle reminder that content discussed in the She Financial Coaching platform is intended for financial literacy and awareness purposes only. If content in my platform resonates with you in any way and you choose to bring that into your own financial environment, that it's your own choice in doing so, which is great because it shows that you're gaining financial confidence and that's exactly what this platform is about. However, if you are looking for individual or specific financial related advice or would like to know more about financial counselling services, I invite you to contact the Australian Debt Helpline on 1800 007 007.